Welcome to another edition of the Solopreneur Movement Podcast. Every single week, I like to really deep dive into a topic or a concept that I believe will move the needle in your life, whether that's personally or professionally. And for this week, I want to focus on a concept. Really, it's a book called Essentialism, right? Obviously, the word essentialism exists, but there's a great book on this concept. And every single month, I like to deep dive into a book that I previously read or a new one that is recommended uh, that's going to help me. And so I read the book Essentialism really three years ago, over three years ago uh, before COVID. And it really, you know, it did make an impact on me then. But now more than ever, guys, as a solopreneur, I just constantly look at all the different things that I have to do, right? I can do anything, but I can't do everything. And so as a small business owner, there's so many things that are required of you and your time and your energy, whether that's uh, even personally, right? You know, maybe you're a single parent, maybe... Uh, you know, your kids at a certain level, there's just so many things that are going on in your life personally. And then you compound that with professionally, um, you know, during tougher economies, during shifts, during all the things that are going on. And there's a lot of emotions to manage. And I have just found that frustration is misguided enthusiasm. It means that you care and that's a good thing. But we become frustrated when we feel like there's just no solution or there's no end in sight. Okay. So, I want to give you some key lessons that I, when I revisit this book that I've really implemented now uh, over this past week, I guess I should say implemented, I'm going to implement now moving forward, okay? So some of the key lessons that I learned, uh, you're more than welcome to go read the book on your own, but these are just my Cliff Notes version. Y'all know I love the Cliff Notes version. That's how I got a PhD uh, in the first place. Hopefully, uh, you know, this doesn't get back to Middle Tennessee State University because they might take that uh, PhD away from me, but uh, you know, number one is the one thing, what is the one thing that you're really quote unquote selling, you know? So um, I think part of this is just understanding, you know, at the end of the day, like prospecting, you're just introducing concepts to other people and you're just introducing like, Hey, these are some things, these are some common challenges or problems that people out there in the market have that I consistently help solve those problems for other people. You know, but I think about my friends in real estate, like, you know, if you know anybody looking to buy or sell a property, which is a lot of things, a lot of times what you guys say, you know, like there are riches in the niches. What is like, like, are you going to be the best first time home buyer rep? Are you going to be the best seller agent? Are you going to be the best buyer's agent? Are you going to be the best move up home? Are you going to be the best relocator? Like really pick one area that you want to hone in on and then just be world-class at that. And with me saying that, that doesn't mean you're going to have other opportunities that come in. Uh, But I would say, like, what is the one thing that you want to focus on? I think about my own business, right? I can sell coaching. I can sell one-to-one coaching. I can sell myself as a speaker. I can sell our sales accountability software. I can sell our boot camp. And then, oh, by the way, I can sell that to real estate agents, to title people, to mortgage, to financial advisors, to insurance, to accountants. So I have like six different divisions of six different products that I can sell We'll do the math. That's 36 things now that I can consistently sell. Like, that's great to have, uh, you know, that a la carte, that menu of items. But guys, as one person, I can't do all of that. All right. So that's kind of the second thing that I would say is really hone in on the one thing that you want to be selling. And then the second part then is focus on who versus how. Focus on who can help you versus how you're going to do all of this. So I'm just thinking about that for my own company, my own business is I have all these different products and services that I can sell, but I need great referral partners to sell all of those. So I need a great accountant who has been through my program that's gonna say amazing things, that opens the door for me, that maybe they're a person of influence in the accounting space. So now they know other conferences, other associations, other top producers just like them that I can get in with, right? So I focus on who versus how I can go do all these crazy things. 
So I think that's a, another part of this, right? Is, is focus on who can help you uh, do some of these things, right? So you're not a great video editor. You know, maybe you're not a great video editor, okay? Maybe you're not a great graphic designer. Maybe you're not a great digital marketer. Maybe you're not a great whatever it might be. You know, like I'm thinking about this for my business. You know, I have thousands of lists of past webinars and people who have been through my um, my speaking, you know, uh, webinars and stuff like that. Well, guys, I don't have time to go through and scrub those entire lists. So I focus on who can help me do that. I can hire a VA that I train them and I show them how to do one list and then they go do that with all these other lists and then I just build out uh, really a campaign, right? Where I might reach out to all the managers personally but for all the individual salespeople that attended that, now maybe I just build out a, you know, a three-month campaign that's going to drip on them and add value to their life, right? So I focus on who, not necessarily how to go do all these kinds of things, all right? So that's one of the other things for you to think about uh, when it comes to, like, what's the one thing that I'm selling? And then who can I help, who can help me go out there and achieve this goal that I want to go do? Or who can I introduce this one product, this one service to, that now they're going to introduce it to other people just like them within that process, Okay. Uh, the third part of this would be what are the must-haves versus the nice-to-haves? And I think this goes back to that one thing, what you're selling, but is this a must-have for me and my business or is this a nice-to-have, right? Must-haves, you got to double down on those things. Double down on the things that are actually working versus the nice-to-haves that maybe aren't working, but you think about, like we all start out with good intentions, right? Like that's kind of where I go with this of the must-haves versus the nice-to-haves. What are the most important things? And then from there, what are your daily non-negotiables? So this is the one thing that I wanna do. That's why I'm so big into like following theme days for your business. So a non-negotiable for me and my business is 10 outbound sales activities, whether that's an email, a text, a phone call, a video chat, whatever it is, every single day. So that's a must, that's a non-negotiable, that's a must-have for my business. And then I might have theme days based on, I wanna to talk to my past clients, I wanna to talk to my current clients, I wanna to talk to my referral partners, uh, I wanna to talk to the new business conversations that I wanna have, right? So I just look at that for me in my, in my business, like my, my professional life, I, I teach a concept called the four hour workday, which you know that might be overwhelming, overwhelming to start out with. But for you, like what's the must have? Okay, must have is I wanna take care of my personal well being. I wanna exercise for 30 to 50 minutes a day, right? For my business, I want to proactively prospect 30 to 60 minutes. Uh, I want to map out my week uh, 30, 30 to 60 minutes on a Sunday, right? So get down to the essentials, the non-negotiables of holding yourself accountable to the must-haves. And then you have to ask yourself, when something, a new opportunity comes in your life, a new relationship comes in your life, is this a must-have versus a nice-to-have? And stay focused, stay one-minded, stay disciplined into those, those must-haves, Okay. Another thing when talking about essentialism, the fourth part of this would be it's never going to be perfect, right? Perfect is really the enemy to great. And so when I think about that, perfect is the enemy to progress. And, you know, a lot of people that go through my coaching boot camp, for instance, is they get overwhelmed because I'm basically saying like this, these are the most important parts of any business. Your opportunity statement, which is your pitch. Are you proactively prospecting? Do you know who your exact target markets and audiences are? And then how are you initially making the contact and reaching out to them and introducing yourself to them to add value to them? Then how are you following up with them after you met with them for the first time, assuming they fit your filter, somebody you want to do business with, right? What is the next 90-day follow-up cycle for you to earn that business from them? And then once they send you the business, right, what is your client onboarding within that process? How are you getting referrals, reviews, and retention of the business? And then uh, I believe status sells. So what are all the things that you're doing to keep people's attention and get people's attention uh, through your marketing message, right? And then in addition to that, it's like, okay, I want you to, um, 
organize your database. I want you to follow the selling system. I want you to truly track and measure every single thing that you're doing throughout the day. Well, that, that can be overwhelming. And so it's not going to be perfect. Done is better than perfectly undone. Get it to 80%. And so I just think that's kind of this notion of, well, I'll do it when it's perfect or it has to be perfect. And then perfect really paralyzes us from progress. So just understand that we are all a work in process. Uh, be kind to yourself, right? Give yourself some grace. It's okay to understand that it's not going to be perfect. Just get 1% better every single day, right? So that's why we're, where the book Atomic Habits come into place. That's where the book Compound Effect comes into place is we just get a little bit better and a little bit better in these non-negotiables, these must-have, these essential areas of our business and not get distracted by the outside noise and the external things that we cannot control for ourselves, Okay. And then the fifth part of that really is this understanding that we encourage what we allow. So uh, the outside, the external noise is, you know, do you have clutter on your desk? What are all these outside distractions? What are the environments that you're putting yourself in? What are the environments that you're, uh, who are the people that you're hanging out with? Who are the things that you're surrounding yourself with, right? We become the sum total of the five things we hang around the most. I would just tell you, 80% of the things that we do uh, for most of us on a daily basis is just busy work. It's just outside distraction. It's just noise, right? So there's a couple ways to look at this. Number one is if you just understand that part of it, that means during that 20% of disciplined focus time, you better be freaking locked in during that, during that 20%, okay? Or it's basically understanding like, okay, well, I want to shift that. I want to start to shift the 80-20 the rule and really spend 80% of my time on the 20% of things that really matter the most. And that to me is what essentialism is. You know, think about like just minimalist lifestyle. How much, how much, how many of you have just too many clothes or too many, you know, like too many material things and that like, like you never ever use, right? And so I just think about that minimalist lifestyle is the same for us, essentialism in our business. So do the exercise and just go through this and ask yourself during the next 90 days, what's the one thing that I really want to focus on selling, right? Or even the next 30 days and build out the system around that, build out your marketing material around that. Maybe you build out a landing page around that. Maybe you start to focus on who can help you build that or sell that one product or that one service, right? You eliminate all the other noise and distractions around that. Understand that it's not gonna be perfect. So if you have one bad day, don't let one bad day turn into two, turn into three, turn into four, turn into five. Don't let one bad conversation uh, completely derail your day, right? So it's never gonna be perfect in understanding that. And then just getting super focused and disciplined and removing the distractions that are around us. So. I hope this podcast, as always, helps really break down this concept called essentialism. You're more than welcome to go read the book or purchase the book um, and, and, and really take away your own takeaways from that. But I like to just break down like these books and give you the essential details, hence essentialism on this topic. So as always, if you are looking for coaching, go to 90daysales.com. If you're looking for a speaker like myself to come in and coach your team, or bring myself into your market for your referral partners, I would be happy to have a conversation. Go to brucelund.com to learn more information about that. But with all that being said, let's go out there and continue to make progress in the most essential areas of your business. What are the must-haves versus the nice-to-haves? Stay motivated when other people are not right now. Thank you so much.